So what's good, everybody? Welcome to Six Figures, the podcast for beginning entrepreneurs, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and inspiration. I am your host, Joe Fleetwood, and today we have a special guest. She is a life coach, uh, an accidental social media influencer, and we're going to get into that a little bit later <laughs> on. And she's also an option trader. I'm talking about none other than Esmerlin Valdez, a.k.a. SMEV. Welcome to the show, Ma. How you doing? Whoop, whoop. I'm doing great. Life is good. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, now, life coaching. When I think about a life coach, I think about these movies where you see a life coach and you have these rich Fortune 500 CEOs, right? And then they probably go out and get like a Buddha uh, a Buddhist <laughs> priest or, <laughs> or, you know, like or an Indian chakra doctor uh, or something like that. So um, what made you decide to start uh, life coaching? How did you get into that? Well, the thing is that uh, a lot of people think just like you, but I believe that um, pe people who are living like you and I should also have someone that's encouraging them and motivating them because we have, therapists that charge arm and a leg for you to answer your own questions because in reality all you know psychology is is you coming up with your own answers while someone gets paid to hear so what i wanted to bring in to what i wanted to bring in uh to people was just someone that can guide them through the day-to-day -day of lives uh as a life coach i don't focus so much on the traumatic past, I focus more on where you are in life and where you want to be. So that's where I guide. Gotcha. So you basically taking from your life experience and using that to help people. Right. Because I feel like I had, you know, I had a little bit of a rough patch. So I rather take, I want to take my experience and lead people to where they want to be. Gotcha. So what were some experience in your life that actually led to those rough patches? Okay, so start if you want to start. So you want to be my therapist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can go, we can go that direction. <laughs> so if you want to start from like my childhood, I came to the states when I was seven. I'm Dominican. Um, I came into a household where there was uh, prostitution. I came into a household where there was a lot of uh, abuse. I saw a lot of things um, for the years that I stayed in that household, and then at the age of thirteen, I went into foster care. And then I uh, was homeless for a little bit, went back into foster care, had a child at 14, and I didn't sign out of myself. I didn't sign myself out of foster care until I was about 19. So those were just some things. Uh, I think as I got older, I experienced domestic violence, I experienced rape, I experienced some things. Right. So, well, I mean, if you're going to be a life coach, I think you have to at least have experienced life. And it sounds like um, you had your fair share of, of hardships and your fair share of experiences, too. So in that aspect, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people in the world who have had those same type of experiences. And with you Absolutely. being someone who has actually already gone through that, you definitely can provide them some answers and, and probably put them in a different headspace than where they were at um, at that current time. So that's a, right. a good thing. Now, when people go through things in life like that, uh, it's very easy for them to come out on the other end um, bitter. And typically, it's somebody's in, in their lives that usually kind of steers them back on the right path or kind of give them guidance. Did you have somebody like that in your life? 
I've had several people like that. And the funny thing is that it wasn't just one for like it wasn't a family member it wasn't like a specific person i always had random people show up in my life when they were supposed to be there and guide me out of whether it was a depression whether it was uh i didn't have nowhere to sleep that night um someone always came and showed me a way i was so fortunate because i never had to let's say sleep with a man you know for money i never had to turn to drugs I was in the street. I was in the street for a while and I never went hungry. Why? Because someone always showed up and like showed me the way basically. Gotcha. So and and I think that's that's kind of the the premise behind this podcast because you know I, I wanna when when people have success, it seems like the story is always focused on success and it's never focused on the hardships. And for me, mm-hmm. I believe that those hardships are what puts that success into perspective because nobody really becomes successful overnight. There has to right. be some type of life experience, some type of not necessarily trauma, but maybe some drama that you go through or some losses that you take that kind of puts you in the right mind frame to say, hey, all right, uh, this is what I want to do. I don't want to live like that. So I'm going to get on this path and, and see where this takes me. I agree. So walk me through the process after, okay, so you went through all of that, you're here now, so walk me through the process of when you finally decide to say, you know what, hey, I'm going to be a life coach, I'm going to do this. So I think when you go through things like the the things that I experience, you go through a lot of processes <laughs> where you decide a lot of things, um, and then age comes, and then maturity comes, and then... Um, for me, it was that point in my life where I, when I wanted to heal. So um, to make a long story short, I had came out of a very tragic and um, toxic, toxic relationship. And I said to myself, well, you know, like, hold on. You need to heal from everything that you have gone through in your life before you can actually move on and function as a woman. Because instead of thinking that, the relationship was so toxic because you know of that person i needed to start evaluating what was going on in my life that was also making me a toxic person so at that point i decided that i was going to go to therapy i decided that i was going to be real with the things that were going on in my life and that i didn't necessarily address so i started a whole path and i was single for five years and in those five years i decided to heal I decided decided to embrace what love was. I decided to embrace my ugliness. I decided to start telling my truth and not be ashamed because I think for years I was just ashamed of my history, you know, of my past. And I thought I had failed. And although people were seeing like a happy face, I was hurting inside. So I think that the moment I owned my life, that's when I decided that I was going to give myself and do what I know to do best, which is help people get through things. So that, that was my spill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, man, you just, you just basically gave me some therapy, man. I feel like I, <laughs> like I should be charging or actually I, you should be charging me for the information <laughs> you gave me. Cause I, I, I promise you, I have a lot I need to heal from it. I'm just, just now getting to the process to where I'm actually trying to let all of that stuff go. 
and uh and you know just just deal with some 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 personal hurt that I haven't dealt with in a long time so I could definitely uh, agree to what you're saying yeah I think we're walking around I don't mean to cut you off but I just think so many people are just walk, walking around broken and they think that that's something bad but it isn't something bad it's an opportunity to actually grow and reinvent yourself so you know hit me up after this and i'll coach you <laughs> <laughs> but you know what that's so very true man i think us as men uh we find it weak to discuss our feelings or to address certain things or even to just admit that we're hurt about something right know? right like it's it's like you soft if somebody catch you crying or you you talking about your feelings or you express hurt because of something happened or even just to something simple as fear you know what i mean like we have to be up in your face and rah rah all the time and i don't, I don't mm -hmm. think that's that's a good look for us as, as absolutely men. not especially men of color i mean we we already have uh, a, a lot going against us as it is and to to withhold that hope and hurt and not actually deal with it um uh, that's a serious problem yeah, so much, so much truth to what you're saying. I don't think, I just think that society has all these things that we can't and cannot do for both men and women. And I think that once we educate ourselves and we start to heal, we can start to actually um, embrace and feed off each other to become better individuals. Gotcha. So at what point did you actually see being a, a life coach as an actual business? Oh, um, well, I'll tell you this. I had my, my, I was basically doing this for free, right? I was just spending, all, I was, I was spending all this time, like guiding people. Every time I met somebody, they're like, oh my God, I get chills. You know, you make me wanna, you make me wanna, that's all I kept hearing. And I said to myself, um, well, I'll just say this during COVID. Mm-hmm when i stopped working and a lot of people stopped working i said to myself um there's a lot of people in need so i decided that i was gonna actually monetize off um my skill why because i'm not gonna a lot of people needed the therapy right and a lot of people needed the healing but a lot of people could not a lot of people couldn't um actually afford it from other people so i decided that i was gonna go ahead so they're telling me the people that are listening to us that they can't hear me. They can't hear Thank you. you. All right, well, let's see if we can fix that. Yeah, they're saying they can't hear anything I'm saying. Oh, well, okay, well, mm -hmm. this is what we'll do. <laughs> After <laughs> this is over, if they can't hear you, what I'll do is I'll replay the uh, the actual video and then they can catch the, the audio. Okay. So for those of you who are watching this on the stream, my apologies, uh, we will replay the stream, uh, the recorded version, and you guys will be able to uh, to hear her voice at that point in time. But what I don't wanna do is stop the show Right. For, for technical difficulties. So we'll get back to your fans and I apologize and I appreciate you guys for working with me on this. 
So, so yeah, so during COVID, that's when I decided I was going to start monetizing. And it was crazy because I started off with like one person and then that one person told another person. And before I knew it, I had to make a schedule because I was just like, holy crap, this is really a business. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's innovative right there. And I think when you, you are an entrepreneur, you find ways to make money when there aren't any or not so many available to you. And that's a fact. And I think that, you know, being that I was raised in foster care, like I, I'm a, I declare myself a hustler, like beyond belief because I'll make a dollar out of anything. <laughs> I mean, that's how you got to be. So, you know, anytime you go into business and one of the things I like to talk about is I always express that uh, or talk about the L's that I've taken in business. As a matter of fact, the first podcast I did, um, the title was Lessons from Taking L's because mm -hmm. I think in the bit, in the beginning, um, my thought process was uh, when it comes to live streaming, I was like, I got some money. I'm just going to hop into it. Had no mentor, nobody to teach me about business or anything. But I did do some research. I just did my research on actual live streaming and, and what it cost and what it took. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hop right into this had no clue about business or what it took to be successful <laughs> right. whatsoever. And I'm talking, I'm not throwing little money. I'm throwing tens of thousands of dollars at my business and equipment. And fast forward three years later, I done spent all this money and I'm now having to refocus on how I conduct myself and my business in general. So with that being said, what were some mistakes that you made in business um, as far as start becoming a life coach? Um, adjusting my prices uh, because it was family or friends. Um, that always leaves you. So I'm a big budgeting person, right? right. And that's another area that I'm great at. So every business uh, inquires expenses. And when you take shorts, then them, your business loses value, right? Because then these people that know that they can come at a lesser price, they're going to come all the time, which is going to take away from the people who are actually willing to pay for your work, right? right. So that was a big um, L or lesson rather that I had to learn. And then um, not becoming, not being so available because when I first started, I was just like, you know, I want to give everybody this knowledge. And I've, just was tired i was so tired i was drained and i couldn't give anybody the best of me gotcha. so that's that's another l that i uh took also um i think that uh mentally you know you mentally go through these changes when you're trying to start a business because there's good months and then there's bad months and then there's months where you're like i don't want to do this anymore so i think i put myself through that mental roller coaster um, that I, I think at this point now, it's like, I feel like I've mastered it because I always kind of look back, okay, this is what you didn't do. So let me do this. Um, and those were just a few. I think I've, I've been so blessed because this has been um, nonstop for me okay. from the beginning. Right. So one of the things that I always like to say is you're not going to get rich off the people that know you. It just, it just won't happen because you'll run into the friends and family issue, like you said, or 
um, you know, people who know you be like, I know him. I see him on the block later on or, or, or something like that. Or I catch him next time he at home or or that's my partner. He going to hook me up. So I can definitely agree with you on that, man. And just, right. it holds true that you just won't get rich off the people you know to be somebody who doesn't know you and who sees value in what you have to give and what you add in their lives. Right. I agree with that a thousand percent. And, you know, it took it took a lot for me to understand the value of my work. You know, there should be no compromising on what I charge, because if I believe my work is worth it, I'm not charging just per hour. I'm charging for what my work is worth. And at this point in my life, I'm not taking any shorts because I had to learn that. Gotcha. I, I can completely understand that. So what would something like that cost in order to book a session with you? So uh, I, I I usually charge. This is prior to Corona, one fifty. Um, but now I now I only charge eighty five dollars um, per session. That's one hour session. I give everybody a free 15, 15 minute consultation prior to because I may not be the coach for you. You know, you have to kind of see the vibe. So I give every everyone that fifteen minute um, consultation. I do have deals for people that want to do it more. Um, ongoing because I don't I, I don't want to put anybody in a position where it's like I want to do this I need to do this but I don't have the funding to do it so um for people that want to do it on like a 30-day basis where consultations are like twice a week I do give a week one week free um for that gotcha okay and then so and how do they book a session do they just hit you up on Instagram Facebook so they i have on my instagram i have a link and it's like my calendar link and what happens is once they schedule that first 15 minute session with me then we book um in person whether they choose to do it over the phone whether they choose to do it on zoom uh and we take it from there but they all got to go through that link on my bio on instagram and then there's you know word of mouth and things of that nature gotcha okay so now, for the people who out there who are listening and can't hear her voice, once again, I do apologize. And I'm going to add this video back to six figures. Um, and you can actually see it that way you can hear her voice. Because this next question, I'm sure a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people want to know the answer to this. Okay. Um, so, did you set out to be an influencer? Or did it happen by accident? Explain, Definitely a mistake. The accident. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely happened by mistake. I, um, you know, I have a teenage daughter. Mm -hmm. So I was like very careful about what I did on social media and stuff like that. So I started dating um, my now boo, boyfriend, whatever you guys want to call him. And he kept asking me like, why is your Instagram on, on private? And I'm like, well, you know, I have a kid and I don't want people in my life and all this, sh all, all these ideas that I had. Right. And um, we went to Cali, actually, we were going to go um, skydiving. And he was like, all right, let's make a deal. He was like, um, set your, set your Instagram on public for this weekend as we in Cali and just do your thing because the world needs to hear your voice. Like the world needs to understand who you are. You have so much to give. So I was like, we we're on the plane the whole time. I'm like, all right, whatever. At that time I only had 8,000 followers. Right. By the hold end on, of hold that. On, hold on, hold on. 8,000. Yeah. So you had 8,000 followers. 
Was this just yeah. people you knew or just? These, these were just people I knew. Uh, I've been I, I've been a lot of places. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm a friendly person, like. <laughs> anyway, it's like eight thousand. So I had eight eight thousand people, and um, that weekend, by the time we got home, I had like eighteen thousand followers. <laughs> so <laughs> you went from eight ten thousand people in a the weekend. course of a trip, <laughs> a weekend, two yeah. days, two days, two days, two days, two days. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was like, what the hell? And he was like, I told you. I told so I always gotta give him credit because you know he took me out of a place where I was sheltered because I was still like I was still saying, Oh, I don't care what people say, but I was actually living my life caring about what people say. Right. So he kind of liberated me and I applied that into my life. And man, look, I'm averaging like three thousand followers a day. Three, four thousand followers a day, yeah. So how many followers do you have as of today? Whew, I have um 188,000 followers. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> 188,000 followers. Man, that, mm -hmm. that, on accident at that. On accident with, with no at that. In, <laughs> with no intentions on being a None. Social. None. So I never I I never thought like Man, I never, yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so with, was that growth just organic or was like friends and, and family sharing posts or, you know, how, how did that come about? So I've never, um, I've never like paid for promo, like paid someone else for promo. Um, I think it started because I started to write things like I started to take like really you know the pictures I'm a sexy being I tell everybody that knows me like I embrace who I am and I get dressed to go to the corner store gotcha. <laughs> my friends from like junior high school they they joke because they're like you know you were the only girl in junior high school with a pencil skirt and a bun and heels I've always been this person so um I started to utilize you know what I already do in order to captivate um, the attention, still uh, having my own grace, right? And then I started to write my story under these pictures. So like my captions, everything that I write are things that are like happening to me or things that I'm thinking about. And I made Instagram my own because I felt like, you know, people wanted to relate to a person just like them. So uh, I started to do that. And then people started to hit me up and then I said, oh, well, why don't I, I acknowledge the women that I see every day that are doing their thing? So I started to like tag women and I started to like DM them and say, look, you're shining. I'm so proud of what you're doing. And they took that and started to reshare. And then I said, well, now I, I'm starting to have develop a platform and people are going through stuff. Like, why don't I start to um, pass forward uh, businesses right so I started to do free promotion and then I said okay well now I, now I really have a platform and people just started asking me well can you promote my business <laughs> you know <laughs> right and I'm like huh I didn't even know what to charge at the time gotcha. and then people were like well can you wear my outfit and I'm like okay <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm like all right and then um it became like a daily routine where 
it was no longer you know something that i did as a hobby now it's something that i do full time like i'm paying real bills um and i'm going like i'm getting i'm getting booked to host like real prices <laughs> <laughs> it's still hard for me to talk about it a little bit cuz it's like wow I it's mean, dope. it's working for you though and i think that you know with with the internet now and social media it's provided a way for people to actually you know, make a living. And I'm talking about make some real money. I've seen, um, you know, the kind of money that influence can actually make. Yeah, we get, we, we get paid for um, like endorsing people. And I'm like, I'm not Nike, I'm not Louis Vuitton, but people pay me for me to endorse their products. And yeah, it's a real, it's a real achievement. Yeah, I mean, you know, whew. 10,000 in a weekend, man. I'm still tripping on that. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, man. So, like you said, with, with the pictures and the stuff that you post, I'm pretty, I know your DM has to be going crazy. What is some, What are some of the craziest things you've had guys send to you in your DM, or even women or in general? I should just well, be, besides the penis pictures, right? Because <laughs> I... Cause I could start a collection of those. Wow. It's funny. Cause the other day I said, I said, you know, if you have a lady, I'm going to start posting, like reposting the penis pictures and I'm going to tag everybody. Mm. Um, Cause it's like, you know, it's, um, I don't get offended. I don't get upset because you know, people want to do what they do. So I don't have the energy to do it. Gotcha. Um, but penis pictures, I've had people stop on the side of the road and like, Beg me to be their goddesses and video it. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> um, I've had people, you know, shoe fetishes. I've had people um want to send me money just because, like, literally just because. Um, what a oh, I've of course I get the whole, you know, can I join the couple? Can they join my boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? Like, can they be my my girlfriend? Or because they know I'm in a relationship, so they're like. Well, can they be the second boyfriend or the girls? Can they be with us? All kinds of craziness. Think about it. Anything you could think about. Gotcha. So what does your boyfriend have to say about all that? How does Let he me tell that? you. I love his mind. Because for years, I always had an issue with men. Because I used to always say, oh, I'm too much. And it was because, you know, like everybody I was with was always like, oh, you get all this attention. You know, you're so friendly. Um, and me being nice can sometimes be portrayed as I'm flirting, but he took the time to understand the type of woman that I am within myself, you know, like my morals, my way of thinking, what I hold high. So he knows that can nobody touch our relationship. You know, he knows that nobody's going to make me fold. So we laugh about it. My phone stays open. Yes. If he was to ever want to grab my phone and look, you know, which we do sometimes, like he'll be taking out my, you know, one of my promo hairs and I'm like, babe, look at this, look at this video, you know, so we laugh about it. Okay. I mean, that's good that you guys have that open and honest relationship, man, the way you can, you know, help and support each other. You don't see that a whole lot. So, you know, that's something to be proud of. And I, and honestly, you know, relationships like that are extremely beautiful to me. So. Yeah, I'm very blessed, very, very lucky to have somebody so open-minded and that actually understands who I am. Like, I could laugh about something all day, 
and it's not something that I'm gonna take to any any level. Like I respect my home very much, so it's good. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. So now he does option trading, right? Yes, sir. So you got into option trading and you bought his class. So what was the experience like going through option trading? So we started to date and then he tells me, I'm like, so what do you do for a living, right? You driving a Cadillac, you out here living. So I'm like, what you do for a living? Cause I'm working three jobs, you know, to do it, to do what you do. And he's like, well, I do options. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I also teach it. So I'm like, well, how much is your class? And of course, you know, at this point we done did it all. So he told me the price, but he didn't think that I was actually going to pay for it. But I said to myself, well, you know, part of supporting your partner is contributing to the money flow. So I paid for his class. Um, and then, you know, we started the class. It was a little unconventional because he would like, you know, cook me dinner and teach me at the same time. Right. But nonetheless, he played no favorites. He was really hard about me doing my homework. He was really hard about me, uh, like actually going and reading the things that he was showing me. Mm-hmm. And I be I became really involved. However, comma, um, I think that for years my because I said previously I'm a hustler, right? right. So for years I was kind of conditioned to put my money in the bank, to put my money away. I don't want to lose my money, so I didn't go straight into trading. I was really scared, but then self-discovery i got tired of working three jobs and i see how he's progressing and now we're doing things for each other but it's like i can't afford to do the things that he's doing for me so that started to make me feel a certain way because you know i want to give back just as much as you've given me and now i'm about to have a daughter going into college so i started thinking and i said well i got a couple of dollars (laughs) and (laughs) let me just say to you that and so i start this all happened in corona for me so in July, the beginning of July, I started my investment account. I only started with two. I started with two thousand dollars. My first investment was nine hundred and six dollars. I tell everybody this. This was at the end of July, August sixth for my birthday. I already had ten grand in the bank, and I started with nine hundred and something dollars. So I said, "Oh sh!" Like I could really, you know what I'm saying? So I took, I took that money. I reflipped it. By September 3rd, I quit all my jobs because I made the salary of three jobs that I would have made in a year in those two months, those so, three months. Yeah, I'm going to need the information for that class. So it's, so, so it's Solomon Trade Experience, and he answers all calls. We answer all calls, all intro classes we do together, but he's the teacher, man. He's so laid back. He, he speaks English for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, so does he teach, is it only in person? Does he teach online? Does no, so we have, yeah. So he has um, an online uh, program where actually he utilizes Zoom. Well, however you can get it, he's going to make sure you get it. And now we actually, because of Corona, we were doing it from his home because we don't live together, but we're doing it from his house. Um, but now we're getting an office. So come February, we're going to be doing it, you know, out of the office. We're still going to do individual classes if that's what you need. Because people have all kinds of schedules. Um, We're also going to be going to Washington. So this is getting real big. So speaking of, because, you know, everybody wants to know the price, right? So 
what what would it cost for somebody to take that course? So the introductory class, where it's just like he gives you a spill of what options trading is. So you can decide if this is something that you want to move forward to, because we're not in the business of taking anybody's money, right? You need to under, you need to, to feel that vibe, like, oh, can I sit with this man, you know what I mean, and do this. So that's $50. Okay. Now, the actual class, which is, is 30 days, is one day a week, and that class is $400 if you're coming in person and if you're doing it online. Now, if you need... Uh, individual like individual sessions because you have different schedules you can't accommodate the group schedules that we have then that's an extra hundred dollars so it would be five hundred dollars but that's it there's no monthly fees there isn't like any you don't have to recruit nobody we don't do that over here because yeah no, <laughs> you know <laughs> um it's just that you know the only other thing that you will have to pay like a monthly fee for is we're developing a chat which is basically all of his students and himself and myself and we're just giving each other ideas letting each other know like look this stock is going up this one is going down things of that nature and that's only a 50 dollars fee and that's not something you need to do that's just if you want to be part of it and that's a monthly fee but other than that your one-time fee and a lifetime of bonds friendships and phone calls gotcha uh, that's not bad man that's that's actually an awesome deal man and, and that's something i'm pretty sure uh my listeners will definitely take advantage of and take heed to so uh in closing yes. if there is one thing that you want people to get from this interview and you want people to know about you what would that be i want them to understand that um although i i would like to say that the business ventures that i'm actually doing now they've all been kind of like mistakes right? right but what that really was life and all the hurdles that i went through it was preparing me to become the woman that can actually embrace these things and become good at it so it doesn't matter what you've gone through in your life that does not make you and it does not develop what you got going on you have to at some point just get up and conquer the and have the life that you want to have because it's not going to fall on your lap you kind of have to work for it so i want people to understand that it's okay to embrace your mess and do something positive with it that's the only way to go <laughs> Well, I concur, and I definitely agree with everything you said because um, I think, especially for myself, embracing the mess, and it's funny you should say that because I just had a conversation with a buddy of mine when it came to um, a, a lot of the, the issues that we created for ourselves in life, and we don't take ownership of the, the issues and the messes that we made in life, and we don't go back and make mm -hmm. them right. So, man, I got to tell you, this, this is probably uh, – I would have to rank this up with, with probably one of the best interviews that I've had. Um, oh, this is only the second interview. Don't gas me up. <laughs> this is only the second interview that I had as far as six figures um, is concerned. But I had multiple uh, interviews before, and this is definitely probably one of the most informative and uh, inspirational interviews that I had. So for those of you who out, out there who are listening, what I need you to do is I need you to go to Instagram and follow at Esme underscore V. Yeah. And, you know, you can get all the information directly from the source uh, from this actual podcast. And make sure you follow Six Figures, uh, Six Figures podcast at Six Figures, the, uh, the number six figures 
podcast on Instagram as well and at Joe Fleetwood. And that's all the time we have today. Thank you, Ms. Valdez, for being part Thank of Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And, and, and make sure you guys go out and follow her and follow Six Fix. Have a good night.